Welcome to the Gyms Cast, the official podcast of the Gyms Group. With nearly 4,000 franchisees across Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, spread across household brands such as Gyms Mowing, Gyms Cleaning, Gyms Antennas, there's Gyms Everything. We are Australia's largest franchising family. If you want to see everything we do, head to gyms.net. My name is Joel Kleber, and every week I'm joined by The Gym. Every week we sit down and discuss various topics relating to gyms, franchising, business, current affairs, and even occasionally topics recommended by you. We also post weekly replays off our Facebook live stream, Ask Gym, where Jim answers your questions live on air. If you're interested in getting involved with that, head over to our Facebook page at 7pm every Wednesday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Please feel free to give us a rating and review. Every little bit helps the show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. So hi everyone, this is Joel Cleaver again from Jim's Group, and I'm with a special guest today, which is Willie Brimacombe, and he's from Jim's Mowing North Mission over in Canada. Now, before we get right into the questions, I want us to just start with, Willie, you had a very interesting training experience with flights and et cetera. So maybe you want to touch, go into detail about that and about your, your very long start uh, to your gym's journey. Okay. Well, right off the bat, it was early February and I did a missed booking and I accidentally had a layover in China. Now there was no fear of a layover in China at the time. Uh, until, you know, a week before I left, everyone's like, call to make sure, call to make sure. Everything was set good. Um, and then I did my layover in China at 1 a.m. when I went to board. They wouldn't let me on the plane. Everyone else went on the plane. So I'm in China. So I have my layover. I'm off to Australia. Nobody knows why, but I'm not allowed on the plane. Uh, through a lot of Chinese and very little English, they direct me here and there and eventually kicked me out of the airport and I talked to someone the next day and they're like, oh, yeah, no, we'll rebook you. And then uh, I know I ended up there for a few hours uh, before I figured out what was going on. And then, oh, <laughs> um, that was my son, Dominic. Uh, but yeah, after, it was three days before I got out of the airports uh, and then I was back in Canada. Uh, I did my two-week quarantine and then made it back to Australia late February, uh, making it home for March 1st. Mm. Which was, yeah, because yeah, I remember meeting you in the training because we had the um, the last live-ass gym and then um, someone mentioned it in the audience when we were doing it about your story, which is which is quite remarkable. And you're looking at it now and you go, gee, what a, what a crazy time. Yeah, a little expensive, a little more... <laughs> Uh, involved a little more time off work but uh overall still enjoyed my trip and had fun yeah so let's just touch on that now so how did you um so what were you doing prior to being a gyms mining franchisee i was a team lead for another uh groundskeeper company a lawn care company lawn care company cool and um how did you find out about the gyms mining opportunity was it something you just researched online or how did it come about uh, so what ended up happening, my first introduction to Jim, besides seeing them like any other landscape company, you just see them here and there, um, was one of the, I was asked to train a new franchisee to my, uh, the company I was with. So I'm the team lead, I'm on site, so I'm training for tools, uh, equipment, procedures, uh, the culture, the, that kind of stuff, like the the knowings of my company that I was working with. And talking to the guy, he was actually looking at buying a gyms franchise as well. Uh, he didn't end up going with a franchise system. He ended up uh, doing a by himself, sole operator. But uh, that was my first real look at the numbers and some of the 
the, the core that makes gym different from the other ones. Mm. So that was my first thing. That was about two years, two year, two plus years before I actually bought a franchise. Okay. So it's definitely done a long due diligence process. Yeah. I wasn't, I uh, wasn't looking into it that much until shortly before I purchased, but it definitely planted a seed that when I was ready to move on from just being an employee, uh, grounds guys, the, previous company and then this current then gyms was the two i was looking at mostly what made what made that decision then from going from that being an employee to then wanting to do your own thing was it just that you thought you could do that or did you have the need for more family time or what maybe prompted you to do that uh probably my earning cap so as an employee you are capped with how much you can make um there's not a lot more you can do unless you switch to office work or something else and then it's all slow incremental not much. So I had done well. My employer treated me very good, but there's only so far you can go. And I love what I do. I've worked with three companies over 10 years of landscaping experience, mostly maintenance, and I knew it's what I wanted to do. So that's great, though. You so said you've always had a passion for it like that. You enjoyed generally doing your working, but you even know you're working with someone else, you enjoyed, you had those skills, you enjoyed doing the landscaping and stuff like that. Yes. Landscaping has been something that's enjoyable. I've enjoyed most jobs I've ever worked on, but making a difference and seeing what you can do has always been way more beneficial than, I don't know, paperwork or computers or anything like that. <laughs> Absolutely. A lot of people can relate to that. And that's right. You never get rich working with someone else. I'm the stupid one. <laughs> this whole thing when I do these interviews, talking to franchisees, hearing how well you guys do. Now, I just want to talk about the training. So it's a pretty big commitment. So you look up between two different systems and then you decide to go on the one the Australian-based one, and you came all the way over. So maybe do you want to just talk about that whole experience? Obviously, we touched on it at the start, but the actual training week when you came to, to Melbourne, Australia. Um, it was, when I finally got there, it was really good. Everyone was helpful. It was uh, really cool to, like, meet everybody, and I've traveled a little bit, so I enjoy travel. Um, but it was really interesting being, I know... I know a lot about the industry and it was a very customer based uh, service that I was with prior. So a lot of the information and stuff transferred well, but there was so much more uh, like just learning it um, from head office was so much beneficial just to hear everything, learn about it, uh, be credited for what I did know and then realize how much I didn't know. So, <laughs> yeah. it was well, what, what were well, some of the things that you learned? Was it in the horticulture session or what, what, what sessions sort of you, you really took a lot in? Uh, everything about business, paperwork, uh, like how to, like I've trained employees how to use all the equipment. I've done all the stuff. I've, you know, created schedules for clients and I've talked with clients, but I didn't know pricing, pricing, quoting, um, how to even start that conversation. We did a couple mock conversations and like, uh, I remember um, just, you know, oh yeah, that's like, uh, as an example, you give your quote, no matter what you, what you said, but we were told, oh, that's way too high. Or the vice versa, which was, mm. oh, that's way lower than I thought. I thought it'd be almost double that. Mm. And you're sitting there going, ah, like how do you professionally respond in that situation without just, I, I mean, it, it is more than that. 
Absolutely. And I think that's what we hear a lot. We have people from a large range of backgrounds from, you know, management or whatever. And there's some of them might really know the business stuff, but they won't know the equipment and the horticultural stuff, or they might know that they might know the other things. So it's a really, really good point you said there as well. So what about Jim? Did you know much about Jim before you come? Did you think he's a real person? Did you do much research? I know you got his book, signed book when you came, came across. I assumed he was a real person, did not know (laughs) him or anything of it. Um, I also didn't know how old the company was until I was right about ready to come across. Uh, I had done a lot of the work. Um, just in the model was what really sold it to me. The, the gym's franchise model. Mm. Um, love the model. And then so I was just before coming across, I was really looking into it a little bit more. Uh, very impressed with Jim. Uh, I feel he's like the average Joe or bloke. For, uh, for you guys there but yeah just very relatable and the oh, our hard work ethic uh, customer satisfaction that kind of stuff really came across and it's something that I can relate well to and you know work hard and criticize yourself <laughs> yeah it's definitely very open to criticism sometimes I was going to say with the uh, so with with the train you mentioned about that as well so I'm just trying to think as well with the system you said you like the system what did you what do you particularly like about it um the owner operator the real focus is creating the system that you want uh like success can be making tons of money but success can also be spending time with your family never being that far from home coming home at a certain time so the idea of being on the field in the field and one-on-one with the clients uh the customers that's that was a huge benefit that I was looking forward to. The other model I was looking at really tried to get you into the office as quick as possible and have employees running crews. And I'm like, I want to be on the crew. I don't mind having maybe an extra crew in the future, but I want to be talking with the clients and I want to be mowing the lawns and doing the work. It's a good point, Willie, because we hear that we hear that over here sometimes. You have some different people who want it. That's what they want to do. They want to buy the franchise and just do a crew. They don't want to do the work themselves straight away. And that doesn't, we know that doesn't really work that way. You've got to do it yourself, obviously, then learn the business and stuff. And then if you want to put on employees, you can then scale up. But you made a really good point about the system, which I haven't heard anyone really say is that the flexibility, as you said, if you do want to build that really big business, you can do that. You can take the many leads as you want and you can put in as many people as you want. Or if you just want to have that lifestyle where you do, let's say, reduced hours, but you can pick up the kids, you can drop the kids from school, you can take the day off every now and again, work by yourself and have a really, you know, make a good income. The system allows you to do that, you know. That's that's what I really like about it and what you just said then before. Mm-hmm. So what's your so what's your system you got set up for yourself? Is it something are you maybe let's talk about your business? Are you an owner operator or do you have a couple of people with you or let's let's see inside your business? Owner operator. Um, I'm currently living in an apartment building, so I have the enclosed. I don't get the really nice uh, classic gyms trailers, which are very well known, even even down here. Let's describe your one then, people. It's literally uh, an enclosed cargo trailer with a ramp door that comes down. Right. So I have a large mower and a small mower, and you walk in the back. Um, I've outfitted the front a little bit, so I bought a, a ledge and a weed whacker rack under the ledge so from the door i can reach my weed whacker my blower both my cans of uh mix gas and regular gas so i can reach most things without climbing in and then mowers out the back is that because you just live in an apartment block or 
you can have the yeah, trailer. So yeah, so the cargo trailer is what I was used to. Yeah. Um, and then, so I just had a pickup truck. So I filled up the pickup truck with debris. But yeah, because I'm in a cargo, or because I'm in the apartment building, I don't have a shop or storage. Yeah. So I have a buddy um, who lends me a shed and excess stuff goes there, fertilizer and stuff like that. But it's a small shed in the backyard. I can't even bring my large mower to the backyard there. So yeah, I was going to say, you said before the trail is well known in your area. Yes. Yes. Um, I've come across, there's at least two people who have the, the trailer, the, the gym's trailer, the half dump, half uh, storage yep. capacity. Um, and then you can tell it's been redeckled. Um, and it's like, oh, that used to be a gym. You can, you can <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same over here. You can see when they take, yeah, over here, you can see, you know exactly if it's a gym trailer or not. Or um, gym. I didn't realize that the, um, my previous employment actually had a custom trailer very similar to the gyms. So it's a half dump and half uh, storage, but it was designed for a large, uh, well, for the walker mower. So a big ride-on mower can fit. That was yeah. its size is directly for that. Mm. Uh, but the ramp was too steep. And yeah, you know, not, you can tell that many years of tweaking has happened to that trailer to make it as good as it is. Mm, absolutely. Now let's talk about the, uh, your equipment. Uh, what, what equipment do you think you use over there that may be different to our Australian and NZ franchisees? Maybe do you want to run through your gear? It sounded very similar because uh, we did the training day and we actually had a couple operators come out. Um, some of the equipment, how much I knew going to the training day in Australia seemed very similar to how much I would know going into the training day if I were to do one in Canada. Okay. Uh, similar brands, same kind of system. Some of the fancier stuff I'd never seen before. Um, the Walker mower was was a refresher because that's the, the mower I was most familiar with in Canada. So when I saw it in Australia, it was a lot of fun to ride and let another fellow classmate make mistakes on it. <laughs> um, it bucks you if you don't know what you're doing. But uh, the most interesting thing I found was the blades. We have a large 21 inch blade, one solid piece of steel, and it spins round. Um, in Australia, there seemed to be a round disc with three short blades, I don't know, four inches long. I don't never seen that system i think okay um, so that was very different um so and i've seen that on push mowers and the ride-ons so that was different for me mm. um, i just take my blades off sharpen them put them back on it doesn't take too long um still uh where we have the combi system so weed eater chainsaw hedge trimmer attachments all go on the same engine a lot of usefulness there mm. That's most of the equipment differences. I have a turf tracer X mark. Um, it's a very large push mower, like you walk behind it. Um, it's a 48 inch or 42 inch push mower. So it's very big, but it does slopes and does a really good cut. So, mm. And let's talk about your services. Is there much of a difference in services with you, with you over there compared to over here? Snow. Snow's the one. <laughs> it's quite quite that's obvious one. Well, so that's the biggest one. The but let's talk about the snow uh, service. So what do you what do you do for the snow over there? So this year, because of all the insurance with snow is more challenging. Um, it's a very very high liability um, occupation. It's very lucrative. I know companies 
I know a landscape company that in the two, three months snow season have earned more than they do in the full season, uh, like the full nine months of landscaping. Right. So it can be very profitable if you know what you're doing, but you can be sued from three years prior, five years prior. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and if you want to do it well, you start at one to three a.m. And you try to get all your properties, especially commercials done, commercial properties done by 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. when they open. Um, you're applying either rock salt or brine, and then shoveling or plowing, or most often both. So I've done it for a few years. Um, I'm looking forward to next year probably doing my own. Uh, but this year, just with insurance and liabilities and figuring it all out, uh, paperwork is not my strong suit but uh, running this business doesn't seem to be too bad. What's the um, liability issues around the snow just for people over here? Because we probably... So yeah. uh, insurance-wise, you, you can be easily insured for doing very minimal snow work. But as soon as you touch a commercial property, uh, because people are coming to that um, area, like, you know, if they're going to the store, if they slip, they are very likely to sue. Oh, I'm at this store, therefore this store now owes me a lot of money. I don't know if everyone sues over there. It's kind of a joke, but uh, just, oh, let's sue. Like, I don't know, yeah. my ankle's broken. Maybe we can get some money. Hmm. Like, it's a very um, strange thing. I don't know why, like it's walking on ice, be careful. But because of that, insurance companies have a hard time um, issuing out insurance and you have to keep records. You have to keep records of the weather forecasted, uh, the weather that was, when you did what, at what time, not necessarily how long it took, but how much material did you apply? Did you do your due diligence to make that property the best you can? Meanwhile, the people who are paying you don't want to pay a lot of money for the service you're providing. So That's sometimes they're like, oh, don't come and salt unless this or don't plow unless we get this and it's like but i'm the one that's going to get sued if someone complains so it's a you're kind of battling you know same thing you want to do a good job but it costs money and they want to cheap out if they can but add the insurance is you know a little more challenging yeah absolutely and um we'll just blame it on the personal injury lawyers or the negligence negligence ambulance chasing lawyers we call them over here yeah, and they, it's not like they're trying to only sue you. They just sue whoever they can. Yeah. They they list everybody they can and try to get anybody. And it's up to the judge to uh, then you know strike off who shouldn't be part of the claim or not. Um, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, you know, some of our franchisees. I'm trying to think of some other divisions. I think building inspections is one obviously over here because our building inspectors you're obviously inspecting the house for damage and or to see if there's any issues. And if there's something you miss, you know, can come back five years later, seven years later, and that's an expensive premium as well for our building inspectors over here. So we can sort of relate with some other divisions as well. But um, what else besides snow? Is there anything else that you might do different on properties that might be different for the new NZ and Australian franchisees? Um, we work through the rain. That's very common. Work through the rain? Okay. Oh, right. we, we can't stop for rain days. There's like... There's not much time in the year. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we get a mild winter compared to some people for the West Coast, the wet coast. Uh, but we get quite a bit of rain. So um, I think I'm going to quickly check my weather app. I'm fairly certain I have. So 
from now till not this Saturday, but next Saturday, I have one day that doesn't have rain. So I have rain for the next, you know, week and a half. Just gotta get on with it. Gotta get on with it. Yeah. So it's like, if if it was a day or two, yeah, you can kind of skip them and then catch up the next day. But it's you might have a week or three weeks of mostly all rain. Yeah, you can't be sitting home doing nothing if just wait for the rain no. to pass. It's not going to pass. Now, do you wear anything different in that case, or is it the same sort of uniform? Or most people wear rain gear in that case. Uh, typically, I am. I'm loving the shorts. The last uh, company I worked with, I wasn't allowed wearing shorts. Okay, so you got the little short shorts, or they're a little bit longer. Oh, no short shorts. Regular shorts. <laughs> Regular shorts, all right. Almost to the knees. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'll probably be wearing my shorts and a t-shirt in most rain. If it's a downpour, then I'll throw on rain gear. Or if I know it's going to be pouring for the whole day, I'll throw on rain gear. Okay. But if, if it's just going to rain, uh, sparse rain or on and off rain for the day, I'll probably not bother with rain gear and just work in the wet. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if our franchisees do wear rain gear. I think they might just 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 go with their normal their normal kit normally. So if there's any franchisees watching, put in the comments if you do wear rain gear because I haven't seen any one over here. Is there any other services as well that you maybe think that they might differ for the properties over there? Or um, no, the the list on our trailer and the list on your guys on the the Australian trailer seem the same. Um, I don't have everything uh, outfitted for myself, so I don't do the pressure washing. Um, or the gutters, but uh, the other gyms in the area do. Um, I can't think of anything that we offer that uh, you guys wouldn't. But cool. again, I don't know everything that you guys would offer on a regular basis either. Yeah. I was going to mention other gyms work was seemed similar. And what's your favorite type of jobs to do? Is there any? Do you like? You said you love your landscaping. So do you like doing a big garden renovation, or what are some of the jobs that you tackle and you like doing? Um, the ones I like. I like the uh, slightly higher end um, maintaining it to look nice is up there. But I think the best is when someone wants their property, like a cleanup. Um, so you come in and you, you know, do some pruning, you clean it up, you put in, you define the edges. So I got the, uh, uh, one of the tools that was came with this, the equipment package that we get in Canada was the driveway edger. Um, and then I picked up my own garden edger. So it's a heavier version and it creates a nice deep, probably about a four inch by two inch wide trench around garden beds. So you run those two machines around someone's lawn, around their garden beds, around the driveway edges, and then you whip or snip it around that. And it just instantly makes it look really crisp and really nice. Mm. Um, so the cleanups, like the half day cleanups, I, I think were probably one of my favorites. So you really see a transformation there, can't you? When you do the cleanups, yeah. and bark mulch. That's, okay, that's one of my favorites. Bark mulch. Yes. Okay. Well, tell us a bit about that one. So um, we put down uh, if it's a garden bed that hasn't had it before, I'll typically uh, I'll give it a herb treatment ahead of time, so all the weeds are dead, and then just before putting bark mulch down, I put some casserole down, another herbicide. It's kind of like weed cloth, but the chemical version it keeps the weeds from growing through. But then, yeah, you put uh, two to four inches of bark mulch down and it's just chipped up trees, right? Properly done and, mm. you know, from the dealer and it just makes it pop. Um, you can get like a, a cedarish ready look, but natural or a really dark 
uh, composted bark mulch. Both are really nice and they brick really well. Um, and a lot of people will do that because it's fairly cheap compared to all the man hours required to maintain your lawn or maintain the garden beds. Mm. Now, fair for a long time too. Now let's talk about you, the, the franchise or in the sort of the community you have with other franchisees over there. How do you, do you know you want to tell people about that and about, you know, you're not, it's a great, it's a great thing, Jim's in regards to the community and the support. Whereas if you're an independent business, you wouldn't have that. So maybe do you want to go on a bit about your fellow franchisees and, and the meetings and things yeah. like that? Oh, right off the bat, um, being in a smaller-ish town, um, being a friend or being a, a landscaper, all the other landscapers I've come across or even seen online have been very positive and helpful, but not much more than that. Um, yeah. And then seeing as I started in the middle of COVID, um, I didn't actually get, we haven't done a lot of full-on functions, but there's almost weekly Zooms. Uh, everyone is super helpful. Um, you ask questions, we have a Facebook group, a closed Facebook group of all the franchisees. Um, They're very active, so, those things normally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You throw a question on there and usually if it's not responded to in the next, you know, few minutes, within an hour, you have someone, oh, ask this person. And then, like, we usually have most people's contact information. So hmm. I've been given, like, oh, you know, ask, you know, Jim from this town and he knows this or... Oh, he does a lot of those. So there is, it's very quick to find help and everyone wants to help. So that's really refreshing. Yeah, it's an interesting part, isn't it? That everyone wants to, if you ask a question, people just sort of almost want to jump at the being the first one to answer it. I've seen a lot on other forums and stuff and it's really good how, it's a really good part. And, you know, it's nice working from national office to hear that how I've never heard a franchisee knock someone back to give them advice or if they get the job or something, they're always there to help and it's really nice to hear that it translates as well in NZ in Canada. So maybe you want to talk about a bit more about Peter. So about in regards to your franchisor, what does he do for you and, and how do you find the support um, from head office over there? So he was my first contact with Jim's. Um, so he was, you know, gave me the information, very quick overview, like broad questions, like answered very quickly and then focused in on what I was interested in, what I was looking towards. Um, yeah, encouraging. And then, yeah, I got to the details pretty quick. Uh, I did a training day or two. Um, miserable, miserable weather. Um, it was pouring. I remember we opened up the, the drop door and just water came out, um, dragging a tarp um, full of debris. We just did pruning around, but dragging a tarp of debris, it actually was floating across this puddle. It was probably about four to six inches mm -hmm. deep. So it was a very wet training day, but uh, I actually worked with a, a fellow named Jim. So he was one of the, the helpers. Uh, he was a, a team lead for uh, Peter's because uh, he's a franchisee as well. So yeah, no, it was a great day, got figured out. Um, and then once I actually bought into the brand and figured it all out, I think the first thing that really clued in that Peter fights for you was I made a mistake on a mower I purchased a, a lawnmower and they said it's ready to go, like have at her. And then I brought it to site, you know, checked the fuel, checked the oil, gave it a go and started mowing. Um, it acted a little funny and like, oh, that's weird. And checked the gas again, checked the oil. Okay, it's probably just new. Um, and what it was was the dipstick, the oil dipstick was wet with oil, but it had no oil in it. So when I pulled the dipstick out, it 
registered that it had oil. And then so I cleaned it off, put it in. I'm like, oh, there's actually absolutely not a drop of oil in this thing. So I went to the plate. I went, long story short, I couldn't get it going. It was, it had already seized the engine. Yeah. Um, and that's the first thing it says under warranty is will not warranty if there's no oil. That's like second line right there. Um, and I talked to them and the, the local guys here were pretty good. And they were like, you know, there's a chance that we know how to fix this, blah, blah, blah. So I got it working. Um, but Peter's like, not good enough. And he's like, I'll be right back. And he, uh, he basically talked to the dealership and based on the, the statement, they said it's ready to go. He was able to get them to replace the whole engine. So a brand new mower, whole engine replaced. I didn't ask him to do it. I wasn't worried. I'm like, I made a mistake, you know, but uh, it functions. And then Peter went and, you know, he, he took my case and fought it and, and won as it were. So that was really encouraging. And that was the, that was the first time I'm like, wow, like, that's that's what he does. He's he's there for you. He fights for you, and uh, mm. that's really cool to see. It's great to hear. And what about your fellow franchisees? Do you get because you said you're in a bit of a smaller town. Do you get to see, as you said, you got the zooms? But were you doing meetings prior? I know there's some golf days and stuff. I think Peter organised yep. and things like that. Um, I missed. We had a when the COVID relaxed a little bit. Um, you're allowed outdoor functions were encouraged. You know, like yep. keep your distance, but go out somewhere. Um, I missed that day. I ended up going up to visit family elsewhere. So I just, I couldn't make it, but we've done the golf day uh, picnic kind of thing. So there has been a few, few events. Um, I missed the AGM, which is one of the highlights of the year. Um, actually I was going to, yeah, I went, I was at training for that. So I missed that one, but so I've missed a couple of the, you know, in-person visits but uh, I've made it to a couple and they're always fun. And it's really cool to just see the other franchisees and like where they're at and where they go. And it's, uh, I was last, uh, I met, a, met one of the gyms, you know, chatted a little bit, you know, Facebook comments, but we actually went golfing together. You know, he's, uh, he's got one guy that pretty much runs the truck and trailer and he works with them on occasion but he mostly does all the office work. I'm like, that's a cool setup. Like, Not a bad deal. Yeah, it's a good deal. <laughs> he works part-time and he has a young what? guy and he pays him well, right? Because he's basically running the business. He can't do it without him. But uh, yeah, he just keeps one guy, um, one sole uh, employee going. And I'm like, that's it. I never even thought about doing something like that. So it's well, interesting. That's a good, well, I think thing. that's a good thing about getting together other franchisees is you can just share those ideas and you might, yeah, as you said, you didn't know someone you could do that. And this guy's obviously doing it. So you get all the advice you want. So let's talk about what are your plans for your business? Um, are you, you do have an employee, I think you were saying at the start, um, what, like are your plans to grow bigger or what do you want to do? The employee I have is uh, I've met, I've known him I don't know, since 2007, 2008, right around there when he was, I don't know, eight years old. So I've known him um, for a while. He's been uh, well, a kid in my life. And then now he's, all grown up and this is his first real job besides summer camps and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, I'm really hoping that he'll be a, a team lead as it were, run the truck, run the trailer and do really well. I don't think I'd want more than uh, one crew besides myself, uh, at least 
that that's where I see it. Um, so with him, he's been with me since April, maybe somewhere around there. So he's been, you know, part time for a bit and then full time and then mostly full time as long as I can keep him going. And I'm really thrilled having him because I can focus on the business, do some paperwork and figure stuff out while he goes. Uh, he's now comfortable driving the truck and trailer. So mm -hmm. that's a that's a good one. Um, there are two more gyms that are active in the same area as me. Um, still lots of work. So that's nice. And the name is definitely growing in our in our zone in our territory and surrounding areas. So I don't know. Maybe for people watching, where are you? So North Mission to Territory. So where's that in, in relation in British Columbia, Vancouver? Where where would it be? Okay. So an hour, um, east of Vancouver ish. Okay. So, you go a while and you get to Abbotsford, and it's above Abbotsford. So it's a smaller ish town, um, but uh, yeah, not far from Vancouver. My dad lives in Vancouver, so I go to Vancouver if I want on the weekend, but. It's close enough. There's plenty of work, as you said. There's more, the more gyms in the area generally means there'll be plenty of work, whereas people think naturally they think it's the opposite. Oh, there's so many people going to take all the work, but it actually does the opposite effect when you have all the, the driving billboards going around. Yes, exactly that. Hmm. And how about, your, how about your leads and stuff and the work level is all good and, and things like that? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so I started March 1st was when I had my, actually the day I came back from training was the day I signed my papers and... So I was going March 1st. Um, my third child, my, my son, Josiah, was born April 19th. So it's been, I haven't been really actively seeking uh, to be super busy. Um, and as I said, like, it's, it's nice that I'm close to home. So, if, you know, my wife's having a full day, I can sneak back, but I've been getting more than enough to keep me and my guy going. And it's been... Yeah, and the leads come in, and that's great. I got a couple of, you know, I got a few referrals. I did the pay for, um, pay for work guarantee. I was going to cash in on that, but didn't end up needing to. I think I would have got a little bit in the first week or two, and then that was it. Mm. Very rarely uh, used. Just, very rarely used. It's a good yeah, time it's there, but it's it's very rarely used because yeah, it's work. Uh, for me, and what I think a lot of franchisees will, will see that as, is it's an opportunity to go and sell yourself for nothing. And, and that really gets you comfortable selling your service. Because even if they say, like, they can't, they won't really say no, but you get used to that conversation. Um, on my local Facebook group, so BC Mission Neighbors, um, very small little Facebook group of all BC, of all of our neighbors, I threw it out there. They're like, hey, I just started a business. I have some extra time. I'd love to help out if there's someone in need or a community project, like something that's that's there. So I had people like, oh, my elderly father can't do the maintenance or this person has died or this area hasn't had anything. And I did, I did three days of almost full days of helping people out and doing things. And I was going to, you know, cash that in, but I ended up getting work from those jobs enough. And then for the next, I don't know, four or five months, anytime someone asked, is there anyone who cuts grass? I had these, these people, they're the loudest on the group, happened to answer mine. And now they're, they're constantly sharing my name. It's good. I was like, whoa, 
that was unexpected. Mm. The, the community groups and buy sell swap groups are over here as well. They're um yeah they're very great. They're a good source of work and. I know our dog wash and grooming franchises use them a lot as well. Um, they're awesome though. It's a great one. And as you said, once you get a, a couple of good referrals, word spreads and away you go. Oh yeah. Mm. Now I was going to touch on about, you started, it's been pretty full on 2020 for you. You've had, obviously had COVID. How's that affected your, and you've had your third child, plus you had all the dramas with the trips up, trip over here. You know, I don't, it's just a lot of crazy stuff happening. So how's, how's COVID affected you, uh, your business this year or has it not even not at all? Um, Part of me feels like it hasn't affected me much. So we have, we've always been able to, especially as landscapers, go out and do the work. Um, there was a time when we weren't allowed a second person in a commercial vehicle. Yep. So that, um, I really slowed down for that because I had the two workers that I had, um, although one had his license, he didn't have a vehicle. Um, and, there, and then the other, the other one uh, didn't have um, a license or vehicle. So I was just picking them up. And it's like, oh, I can't drive you guys anywhere. Um, and when I was starting off, I was accepting every job I could. So a lot of projects, you know, little half day projects, but worth having, you know, you know, one or two extra guys on hand on site. So I kind of slowed down those and focused more on lawns and the reoccurring work. Um, so I don't know how much of an impact it had. Um, and then we also do the flyers. We're encouraged with flyer drops. And so we weren't allowed to go door to door with our flyers because that wasn't the, the best idea. <laughs> As you can imagine, yeah. But, but, that's, but that's good to hear that you're, like over here, obviously, there's a lot different with our, with our guys and girls. But um, uh, with you, at least it's great to hear that it was, didn't really overly affect you too much, especially just starting a business at that March, February, really crazy time. And it would have been different if I was a town over too. Like right. if I was, it was, if I was in, you know, Vancouver, the perception's a lot different than here. So it's all, a lot of it is doing what's, you know, legally required, of course, but then doing what the community in your surrounding area is views as right as, is a big one too. Cause that's an interesting point. So Vancouver, they may be able to look down on it a bit more if you're out and about working, whereas where you are, it's probably, you know, if you're doing the right, you know, precautionary measures and whatever else, it's, it's mm -hmm. okay. A lot, a lot more farmers and people who aren't close proximity. We don't have the skyscrapers of office buildings. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of that. So it's, it works well here. People are cautious, but not freaking out or getting mad at people. Uh, country people a bit more nicer than the city folk. A lot, a lot, lot better people. Um, I was going to say, is there any final sort of words or things you want to leave us with, Willie, before we let you go today? Um, the franchise has been awesome. Um, I'm probably not making quite as much yet as I was in my previous employment, but I'm getting close. And I've, I took time off when my wife, you know, when we had our, when we had our child, I got to go to the, my son went to kindergarten this, this first year. So I got to, I did an orientation. I think I was one of two fathers that were there. So most of the, most of the guys are off working. Um, so I just took an hour out of the day. Um, so it's been a lot of fun to just not only do well at the work, but to do well at the home life, do well at the family at the same time. And it really doesn't take much to, you know, skip out an hour, two hours of work. Uh, but you can't do that with a, as an employee. You can't just leave site for a while. So it's, uh, 
it's freeing and it's really nice. Um, thoroughly enjoying the the gyms franchise and everything that it that comes with it. That's fantastic. Well, believe it there. You do seem a lot. You do seem really happy when you're saying that. Genuine. It's a very genuine thing. Um, okay. Cool. So what we'll do is um, we'll leave it there. So thank you very much for your for your time today. Thank you. It was fun. And that's it, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gyms Cast. We hope you enjoyed it. So make sure you leave us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you've got any suggestions on how we can improve or any topics you would like, Jim, or anyone else to hear, please let us know by sending them through to social media at gyms.net. We hope you have a great week. And make sure if you want to learn more about the Gyms Group, you head to www.gyms.net to learn more about the Gyms Group family or to request a quote from your friendly local franchisee.